Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. I thought I'd do a bit of a series of different things from questions that come from the audience on uh, various topics uh, from jobs to careers and even to the various roles and industries that uh, I'm asked pretty often. So I thought I'd do a series on consulting. Uh, My background is in management consulting. I was with one of the big four and a lot of folks ask me uh, about consulting and also on how to get in uh, because I used to be part of the um, campus recruiting team. I used to actually lead it nationally uh, for, for Canada and uh, a lot of folks ask questions. So I thought I'd do a little bit of a session here to uh, demystify consulting a little bit for those that are getting into it and then for those that want to actually get into a role, then uh, what can they uh, do in order to prepare themselves. So a little bit on consulting. So so what is it? it, it it's really for me um, providing some guidance and advice to a company in order to do better in their business, right? Uh, and usually when people talk about consulting, they talk about management consulting, right? So that's kind of the enterprise level for big companies. They're looking to uh, transform their, their business processes, their te- new technologies, their people, and, and growing themselves, right? And uh, consultants, uh, what they typically do is they go into a company and they uh, learn a little bit more about it and see what sort of options they have in terms of improving any different area right so it could be a a technology transformation where they're putting in a new tool to to help streamline the process they could be changing a a business process or uh, evaluating which market to go into uh, different geography different uh, uh, product a a new technology new policy new um, new innovation that that's coming up or it could be to change their their people. So there's probably a lot of uh, COVID uh, consulting going on to help with what the whole work from home uh, situation. And also uh, when folks are trying to come back, like what sort of things would they need to do? And then ongoing, how do they reskill? How do they train? How do they make their, their folks better? Who's doing well? Uh, who, who's being challenged from a mental perspective and, and needs improvement on that respect? Right. So there's all sorts of different areas where consultants can play. And uh, generally speaking, you'll do and, and operate in any area. So I usually like to break it down simply into kind of like the strategy side and then the operations, right? And obviously, it's a spectrum of it where uh, strategically, you might work with uh, the CEO of a company and figure out, okay, what direction do you want to take the company, right? Are you growing? Or do you want to pivot? Uh, are there uh, competitors that are coming in and doing something uh, different, right? And and do you have to change yourself or, or the technology or the people or whatever it is in order for you to grow? grow into the future, right? And then once you figure out what that is, then you need to know uh, some requirements. Like what exactly do you need? Do you need more more resources, capital, tool, money, uh, training, whatever it is in order to make that happen, right? And then you'll go ahead and implement it, right? So there'll be uh, a technology, there'll be training, there'll be um, processes and, and tools that, that, that will happen in order for that to happen. And then you'll actually go in and, and uh, have it run, right? So you want to make sure you test it to, to make sure that it's working on a regular basis and, and it's uh, you're able to continue on and uh, there aren't any kinks. And if you want to constantly improve, then you go ahead and do that, right? And then you lend it into the, the operation side of it, right? So in that area, you do all those different things, and uh, a consultant might go through the entire process, but generally speaking, you'll probably specialize in in one or the other, right? You'll do kind of the strategy up 
upfront business case and and financial modeling in order to get that uh, and a lot of that work will be uh, Excel <laughs> a lot of it will be uh, using uh, date data tools uh, doing a lot of research uh, putting together a lot of PowerPoint decks in, in order to evaluate options and, and probably creating some documents uh, in, in there as well in order to say okay yeah we all agree that this is what we want to do and then as you implement it then there's usually some sort of technology tool uh, training platform or whatever that, that you'll use in order to make sure that you can roll it out to the entire company whether it's kind of as a pilot and then uh, expand out or as a kind of a big bang where everybody gets it at, at the same time right um, and then uh, you, you'll probably use um, again more PowerPoint more more uh, Excel more um, different tools depending on the type of thing that, that you're planning on doing right so the the day-to-day -day for a consultant would be uh, talking to clients right understanding their needs their wants their, their goals what's uh, right what's wrong what they've done before what worked what didn't and understanding uh, what the direction that they need to have right um, so it, it can be quite uh, in interesting uh, in order to be able to understand the different industries that you might be working with uh, because a consultant might focus on one particular industry where they might just be in financial services or in retail in supply chain or whatever or they could go across where they don't focus on any particular industry uh, myself I was in, in supply chain transformations uh, I was in the sourcing and procurement group so we would do that in, in basically every industry I would do it at a healthcare provider at a bank we would do it uh, for uh, a waste disposal company for a real estate company right but all of them need to buy and all of them need to uh, hopefully do it better right so we would come in and, and provide some of those suggestions right um, and, and some people even uh, niche down into both where they focus on a very specific uh, industry and a, a, a function or a competency right uh, and they can do that and they become kind of the, the foremost experts uh, on it right where there, there might be only a, a handful or, or, or maybe a large number of people that could do that particular work that's there right um, so some of the players involved in consulting the typical ones are, are the, the big three which are the uh, McKinsey's Baines and, and BCG uh, then the next uh, tier down are, are the big four right and, and not to confuse them it's mainly named the big four because they actually are the con the accounting firms right uh, so the Deloitte's the EY's the KPMG's and the PWC's those are folks that are also uh, in the game and have generally a good professional services uh, capability and a lot of consulting that they can provide and then there'll be all sorts of other technology or full-service companies uh, like like the Accentures and the IBM's of the world, the, the Cognizance, the CGI's, and stuff like that. And then a bunch of other boutique firms which might specialize in, and like I said, a particular industry or domain or function uh, out in the market, right? So uh, typically when folks talk about consulting, they also talk about uh, travel, right? Uh, so it used to be that uh, a lot of consultants would be on a plane, they'd be at the client site, whether it's within the, the, the city, the country, or the, the continent, and even across the world, uh, consultants would be traveling in order to uh, meet the needs of the client because they are probably the top person, the most knowledgeable, the most experienced in a particular domain. Now, due to COVID, a lot of the travel restrictions have made everything remote. Uh, so it's changing the dynamics of consulting a little bit. So the uh, type of work is, is pretty much the same, but obviously you're not necessarily on site. So it makes for a slightly different experience there, right? Uh, one of the typical uh, discussion points is, is how much do consultants work, right? And they often uh, work a little bit more than uh, industry. And, and my experience has been where 
I had to learn kind of the technology, I had to learn the business, I had to learn the industry, uh, in addition to doing my work, right? Uh, th there was a discussion with, with uh, one of my colleagues before that, uh, a year in consulting is kind of like two years in industry, right? Because it's almost like you're, you're spending uh, one of your job understanding the, the client, the, the process, the industry, and, and all that sort of stuff, all the nuances. And then you, you do another job to actually do the work, right? to actually consult, provide research and, and analysis and advice and, and what have you in order to actually do the true consulting work, right? So it's, it's not that uh, it's actually the same experience, is that you're, you're probably working twice as much, right? So instead of working a 40-hour week, you might work a, a 60 and 80-hour week just to keep up, right? And now it's, it's not always like that. Usually there are busy seasons, uh, usually when you, you, you start a project, when you're about to end the project, and then there's, there's a lower period in the middle. Uh, or if, if there's some change in scope or something like that, there's a, a lot of that as well. So that's a, a high level on consulting, and hopefully that gives you a, a, a picture of it, where a consulting, it's, it's a great field to, to get into. Uh, you, you'll learn a lot, well, at least I did when I was there. And every time I did a new project, there was something new to learn, uh, and there is a different dynamics in, from the client or something new from the industry or, or a nuance that even though they might be in the same industry, uh, the way they do it might be quite a bit different, right? So uh, in, in consulting, one of the uh, other things um, that people often uh, take a look at is, well, uh, what, what's kind of the, their value? Because a lot of people are scared <laughs> when consultants come in because oftentimes that means like uh, layoffs and, and firing, right? And uh, that might happen once in a while, but uh, oftentimes that's a result of, well, we've streamlined the process where it normally takes uh, 50 people to do it and now it only takes 30. Right, um, but usually during that process, uh, ideally that remaining twenty could be reskilled to do something else, more strategic in initiatives, or something like that as well. So it doesn't necessarily mean layoffs or, or um, f firings of people. So just be aware of that. Don't don't necessarily be scared of that. Just prepare yourself uh, if you are uh, part of like a consulting initiative where where the consultants come in, right? And for the the question of how do you get into consulting? Well, uh, I was part of the undergrad campus recruiting team and, and, and I led it uh, for technology consulting uh, for, for a number of years and uh, generally speaking the, the hiring process uh, came in, in a couple waves so there was a hiring process in September right in the fall where we would hire a, a good chunk of, of our uh, new grads and, and that would actually happen uh, the year before your graduation so uh, if you were graduating in let's say uh, 2022 uh, then you would be hired in fall 2021 right uh, and that's not the only process, but that's generally the case, right? So you want to look uh, eight months before, 12 months before uh, your, your graduation in order to see whether you're, you're eligible for that particular cohort, right? And uh, the interview process varies, right? So usually it is a, uh, a behavioral set of interviews. Sometimes there's a small case component to it. Uh, then there's a fit interview with the, with the partner, and then you're uh, in, right? And that's for the undergrad side, right? The entry-level analyst type roles. Uh, it isn't that rigorous, uh, although uh, there are a lot of people that apply. So you definitely want to uh, make sure that you're competitive in the process. And uh, competitive in the process typically means uh, decent grades, right? You don't need to have a 4.0, but you generally need a, a 3 point something, right? So uh, depending on the number of applicants in a particular year, even the number, the GPA cutoff would, would, would change uh, because we wouldn't want to necessarily have to evaluate a, a, a thousand um, applicants that came through the system. 
And when we look at applicants, we look for uh, any relevant work experience. So that's definitely well prized. If you can demonstrate that you've worked somewhere before and shown some sort of consulting skills where you've uh, taken a look at something and improved it, made it better, and, and shown some initiative and things like that, that's definitely something that, uh, that uh, cons consulting firms will look for, right? Um, if you don't have work experience, then uh, volunteering, right? Uh, case competitions are, are generally good, and placing in them is, is great as, as well. But oftentimes, the uh, case competitions are there for the networking uh, environment, where uh, if you can think about it as like an afternoon-long, a day-long, a week-long interview, right? If uh, there, there is a consulting company that's there, uh, someone as a judge or, or just kind of networking, uh, get to know them and, and uh, hopefully showcase a little bit about what you can do and hopefully you can make a good impression and follow up with them after the session and, and connect maybe for a coffee chat or a virtual one. Be curious, interested and look to add value uh, just like in a typical job hunt but even more so in consulting because it is a little bit of a more competitive environment. So just being aware of uh, networking or, or case competitions as a great networking opportunity, as an informal interview, <laughs> if you want to call it that, right? Um, so if you have extracurriculars in terms of clubs where you are part of the executive team, that's always well received as well. Any sort of part-time jobs, even if it's not relevant, if you can kind of show that, hey, I'm taking kind of a consultative attitude and I'm trying to make things better and, and I am different than the normal uh, person that, that would just work there and show up, uh, I actually uh, improve things um, in a different way in order to make my business and, and company more uh, successful. And taking that initiative, having a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit and, and uh, taking ownership of stuff and, and always wanting to constantly improve is great as well. And if you're self-learner as well, where you have a bunch of things where you're learning to grow, uh, even if it's in like a physical thing, like a sport, uh, but you're constantly improving, 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 that's definitely uh, well looked upon as well, right? So if you think about it, there's a lot of people applying for these types of roles, so you're going to have to compete, right? Uh, I almost treat it as a bit of an arms race <laughs> where you have kind of your degree, right, and, and your GPA, and, and that's kind of one thing. And then you stack on things like your, your work experience, your volunteer, your part-time job, your uh, certificates and nominations, blah, 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 blah. And the more that you have, the, the more likely that you'll end up at the top of the pile versus someone else who has less they'll be at the bottom of the pile. And, and the challenge is, uh, as years go by, <laughs> people do more and more and more to stay more and more competitive, right? And uh, generally speaking, when you're more on the strategic side, so like the big threes and the big four, you need to be even more competitive than the uh, the other side. Those ones tend to focus more on kind of the, the skills, the technologies, the, the what you know. Uh, these ones are kind of the, the potential and, and the ability. Uh, can you connect? Can you do some client work? Can you communicate well? And if you can do that and, and demonstrate your skills, then that's definitely something that, that's sought after, right? Um, and doing things like case competitions allow you to practice your, your case interviews, right? So at some point, you, you'll likely have a, a bit of a case interview that's there. If you're on, more on the technology side, uh, then th there's a kind of a, a slightly easier <laughs> case component there uh, because that's not necessarily uh, what, what they're looking for. Uh, but if you're on the more strategic side, then yeah, you'll definitely uh, go through a bunch of case interviews. Uh, sometimes you'll do a super day, which is basically a whole day of interviews or discussions or evaluation <laughs> in some 
shape or form, right? So just be aware of those, right? And you'll want to practice that from an interview perspective. And don't forget the behavioral ones where it's like, tell me about yourself. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, what are your strengths and weaknesses and all that good stuff? And uh, ideally, having a couple of examples of how you have improved things, how you have made things better, how you have consulted someone uh, and, and, and understood their, their needs and requirements and help them implement it as well, right? Um, so all those great things, if, if you can uh, do a lot of the extracurricular events, uh, make yourself known at a case competition, at a hackathon. Uh, a lot of companies are, are turning to things like hackathons and, and different conferences in order to find things. A lot of the uh, large uh, consulting companies will actually have a conference. Um, and uh, that'll usually happen in the summer with the application in, in, in the spring. And uh, attending that conference almost uh, guarantees you an, an interview, uh, at least, if not a, a, an offer with, with the firm. Because it's kind of a week-long conference or a couple of days. And again, it's an extended interview during that time because they get to see you in there. Um, so that might be uh, also because the, the, the big four will also have different professional services like accounting and things like that. Uh, and, and oftentimes there's a small uh, consulting contingency that also gets invited to those things as well, right? So um, if you, you are one of those people without good grades, then obviously you focus on those other things, right? Uh, if, if you have good grades, well, you also still want to have those because you still want to be competitive against the other people who, who are, are active in competitions and, and things like that. Because consulting companies tend to like a, a well-balanced person, right? So uh, kind of instead of a, a, a 9 out of 10 and, and then like a 5 everywhere else, they want like eights across the board, right? that sort of thing, right? So it is quite competitive, and if you can do do that, then you're more likely to get in. So uh, hiring will be generally in, in fall. There'll be another session in, in, in January, um, and sometimes throughout the year, uh, but generally from an undergrad and a campus perspective, you have those two seasons. And from, from my experience, uh, a, a lot of the, the consulting firms are actually trying to hire sooner. So it used to be in October, then it was September. Now I think they're hiring more in August. So just be aware of some of those timelines that might uh, come about. And uh, yeah, best of luck for you in terms of getting into consulting and connecting with folks. But uh, it, it'll be a great and rewarding journey. And, and hopefully you'll be able to uh, take that and um, make the most of the experience and uh, have fun along the way. So uh, that's a little bit on consulting and a little bit on how to get in and hopefully you enjoyed the episode and uh, we'll see you again for another guide. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.